Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana. And I'm Kristen. And we have once again decided to go see another movie and record a little episode about our thoughts on this particular film. So, Kristen, why don't you tell the listeners what movie we saw? We saw the movie Ready or Not. Ready or Not. Now... This film just kind of came out of nowhere. I remember seeing the trailer for it about a month and a half ago. I thought it looked like kind of an interesting premise. I mean, it's it's an R-rated... I mean, I guess we're calling it a horror movie. It's more of a thriller, though, wouldn't you say? I would say, you know, horror, thriller, I mean, even dark comedy. Dark comedy, that's a good way to look at it. We'll get into that in just a moment. But the first question I always have for you when we see one of these movies is, you know, what was your overall general thoughts about this movie? So I walked into this movie with very low, if, if not almost no expectation. I had heard a few positive things that it was entertaining. I had, I had heard from you that, you know, you'd heard good things, but I never did much research on the movie. I never really did any kind of backstory on what it was about much. I mean, the, the trailer, I think, does kind of say a lot about it. Yep. You get that there's some crazy family that's, she's in a wedding dress, it looks like in the trailer. So you're thinking it's her, I mean, either wedding day, wedding night, something with, you know, to do with the wedding. And so, I mean, I went in with very low expectations and I walked out being very entertained. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to second you on everything you just said there. Like I saw the trailer one time, didn't give it much thought. And then when you and I were hanging out yesterday, I, we just basically said, well, let's let's go see another movie. We had done the episode on scary stories to tell in the dark a week ago. It just made sense. And, and here's the thing, listeners, really longtime listeners of this show are going to remember that one of my more epic movie theater rants was about a particular movie movie theater here in town like we didn't go to the big 16 screen multiplex we didn't go to the six screen uh, six screen mini multiplex where the theater story 1999 takes place by the way that theater is still open uh we went to the historic marion theater which i have honestly not had the best things to say about that theater over the years but it made sense it's like why not and we went there and I have to say, it has been six years since I've set foot in that movie theater. I was impressed. You know, it's a nice theater. It's a it's a small local theater with a lot of nostalgia and Built a lot in of nineteen forties. Oh yeah, a lot of history with that theater, and the sound was excellent. Yeah, that was my biggest complaint because of. Uh, if you recall, when I did that episode, I talked about how bad the sound was when I saw Man of Steel there back in 2013. I swore I would never go back. The sound, they drastically improved that place. So. Well, Dana, they must have taken note. <laughs> they must have. It sounded great. So, Ready or Not tells the story of a, a young lady on her wedding night, and she is being, she's marrying into a very wealthy family very wealthy family they made their fortune selling board games board games and there's a there's alluded to that they bought a, they had four sports franchises so i mean their sports franchises aren't cheap so they're they're worth a lot of money so our main character is played by what's the actress's name the main character is samara weaving and she plays grace correct and and like i said grace is marrying into this family and, and right away like right like right off the bat like you see this dynamic that she has with the guy she's about to get married and they have like a really fun relationship but at the same time he is telling her my family's effed up he says that quite a bit and he, he literally gives her an opportunity to walk away from this right at the right before the wedding oh yeah no i mean you can tell it, they do have a fun relationship and he seems like such a nice basic guy and i think really the fun the most fun character is grace she has so much personality she's very independent you can tell that she's very secure with who she is and there's nothing more sexy in a woman than that frankly but she 
does an excellent job portraying this secure young lady who is marrying into wealth. But you can tell just in that first introduction of her character that I don't think she really cares about that. I think she genuinely loves this man. We're led to believe that he genuinely loves her. Correct. And what's great about, like, we spend maybe about 10 minutes establishing that she's getting married at the family estate, which is this crazy, like, kind of gothic old house. It's something straight out of a Jane Austen novel. You know, it's like you just are waiting for Mr. Darcy to walk down the stairs. I mean, it is a fabulous estate. And we meet all the family members, and they're all incredibly unique. Oh, and Andy McDowell is in it, who I love. Andy McDowell. Gosh, and she is stunning in that movie. But... What you get right off the bat with this movie is you mentioned sort of a dark comedy. The dialogue in this movie is so snappy and so witty. And you know right off the bat that you're in for a really good time. Yes. And right off the bat with Grace, you know, her, the characters, her deadpan sense of humor is, is, is very funny. She delivers a line extremely well. She is a, and I think that she's an excellent actress. I, so, If you're not familiar with her, I don't think that she has a whole lot of movie roles that anyone would necessarily be that familiar with, but she does have a movie called The Babysitter on Netflix. I think it's a Netflix original. It's called The Babysitter, and it is a hilarious movie, and it is a similar dark comedy horror type film where she is the, you know, she's the bad guy. She's the antagonist in the movie. This this time she's the protagonist and she's the good guy. You know, you root for her. And, you know, even in that other film, you you root for her as well. But it's just because she is so good. So this wedding... So it's basically her wedding day and she marries Alex, her her fiance. She marries him. And what this really this first 10 minutes is, is, is showing us as the viewer is just how eccentric this family is. Like they're incredibly wealthy. They're all crazy. It's established that a lot of the, the, you know, the siblings, their significant others only married them because of the money. And but Grace is not real like she's she acknowledges that she's marrying into money but she genuinely really loves this guy and andy mcdowell who plays the mom she comes out and says we're so excited to have you part of the family we're great okay so we're, you know okay so you're marrying you know and you're marrying into extreme wealth and there's going to be some interesting scenarios that play out and what's quickly happens is you know and, and this is this is not a spoiler because this is in the trailer after the wedding they're in their room you think they're about to consummate the marriage and this is when Alex is like, hey, listen, my family's got this crazy thing that we have to do whenever we welcome new people into the family. Well, it's family tradition. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where every family has their traditions and the things that they hold important. And, you know, I think it's interesting the way that he brings it up saying like, look, we just got to do it. It's it's a tradition. We have to do this. And I can't tell you how many times that there's something that goes on at Thanksgiving or Christmas where I'm like, it's just what we do, you know. And I love my family traditions, and but they are mostly uh, a gift exchange where we sing Christmas carols and can steal a gift back if, you know, so a little different than this movie. Yeah, but but you know, and he explains that at midnight, she has to play a game with the entire family, and this is a family, like you said, this is a family that has made their money on board games. So yeah, so that makes sense. And and she's literally being told, she's being told, look, it could be chess, it could be checkers, it could be pickup sticks, it could be whatever. She's all for it, man. She is a she's a team player, and I think that that's that's a beautiful quality. She clearly loves 
the man that she's with. Because I'm guessing on your wedding night, you probably would like to do maybe anything else than that. Especially like you're still at the house. I mean, it's she was probably not 100% planning to do a game night with the whole entire family on her wedding night at midnight. And what, what's, she's a team. She's a team player. And what's interesting about it is like you what I really love about this movie, and I say love about this movie, is with so many horror slash thriller films, our focus is always on the protagonist and the dealings that the protagonist has with the antagonists in the film. What this movie does really, really well is you spend an equal amount of time with Grace and an equal amount of time with this family. And you see how quirky they are. You see how sadistic they are because they all know what's about to really happen. She goes into this special room that's just for the family and they have this ritual where she's got to put a card into this magic box and then the card's going to tell them exactly what kind of game they're going to play. And you hear some of the other people like, oh, when I did it, I got chess, you know. And, an old maid. An old maid. And, and, but <laughs> that she doesn't gets, sound so bad. But Grace gets high and seek it was the one thing that alex was dreading was that she got hide and seek and, and they're like all right well you you've got to the count of 100 to go hide and she still doesn't realize like this is well how could you i mean nobody's you know? going to no one would think that and it's you know obviously as the audience we have watched the trailer most likely or we're going to a movie rated r you know that something is amiss you know that something is going to go awry and you know that it's not going to be your typical hide and seek scenario you just know it but she's happy to play along She's happy to play along because she loves Alex and she's happy to play along. So she goes and she tries to hide. And and this is where, you know, again, if you've never seen the movie, all this is kind of explained in the trailer. So we're we're not getting into deep spoilers with this conversation. Oh, but we will. But we So I mean, if you haven't seen it and yeah. you don't want to be spoiled, maybe, maybe change hit pause. the channel. <laughs> maybe hit pause. Come back. Come back. We learn rather quickly that she's told the rules that she's got to be she's got to hide. And if she makes it to dawn. She's going to she's going to win the game because she even asks, well, how 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 do I even win this? And and the father says, almost jokingly says, yeah, he says, well, you know, you just have to survive till dawn. And she goes and hides. They start assembling a bunch of antique weapons. And you're like, what is going on here? Like they're going to be hunting her in this maze of a house. Yeah. I mean, and it is a massive house. And you have to think there's so many great places to hide. But. You're also brand new to the house. And she even makes the comment of like, well, this doesn't really seem fair. Like, I don't know the house. Like, you guys have lived here for generations. And she's she's pointing out security cameras. Like, you guys are going to be able to find me. And they turn the security cameras off. Can I just say something about, I don't know if these were purpose-built sets or if this was an on-location, like, old classic house. But the set design for this movie was spectacular. It was beautiful. And it was beautifully shot. And the way the whole place was lit, I mean, it was it looked fantastic. It I, truly did. It was very artistically filmed. And I think that the lighting, like you mentioned, Dana, was it, it set the tone for something eerie and just dark. But it was still so beautiful and illuminated. And you could really appreciate the beauty of the home. And you, the setting. As the viewer, you were, I had a sense of geography about the house. Like, I didn't feel like it was super overwhelming. Like, it where she the area she would go like things made sense so once the game of hide and seek commences that's when all hell breaks loose in this movie and this is where things get turned like we're wondering you and i are we were even wondering yesterday like is this r-rated is this pg-13 rated nothing up until this point has has told us anything other until we get the first on-screen death and you're like oh 
okay. Oh, it's a brutal one, too. This, and immediately it goes from being a love story and a maybe PG-13 to, oh, this is R-rated. And like, holy smokes, that is very graphic. And I just have to say, thank goodness that they had three nannies. Yes, yes. But I guess now we know maybe why. <laughs> All hell breaks loose. Grace sees somebody die right in front of her. Alex has found her. He's trying to protect her. He's trying to say, hey, listen, I'm going to get you out of here. She flips out on him, and rightfully so. Well, right. It's a hell of a way to find out what kind of game you're playing, <laughs> is to watch somebody die right in front of you. And he ca- he's trying to reassure her, like, I didn't know this was going to happen. Somebody's only pulled the hide-and-seek card, like, once in my lifetime. Like, I didn't think this was going to happen. But she's really upset with him because he knew that it was a possibility. And, and then, of course, I think that, and that brings us to the point where it, has a moment of like, oh, that's very romantic. But also it's like, well, you're kind of a selfish ass. Like, you're going to bring me into this situation with it even being a fraction of a possibility and sit there and try and claim that you love me and have that be your moment of... And you still... I mean, I want to like Alex. I want to like the fact that he's trying to help Grace. But at that very moment, it's like, really? So you couldn't have just... I mean, you're the, the man is clearly a selfish man. And, you know, the whole movie, you think he's the least selfish out of all of them, but look at who you're comparing him to. So, yes, he probably is the least selfish of all of these complete, selfish, crazy, devil-worshipping, crazy people. Right. But, whoops, like, yeah, you think you made a mistake? Yeah, you did, marrying into this family. Clearly, it's a mistake. And, you know, that being said, his selfishness is written on the wall at that very moment. And I still want to root for him and hope that maybe, but I can't get over the fact that like you're going to put somebody in that situation that you supposedly love. I'm guessing that you only care about your well-being. So after after he tries to help her escape, he goes to the security room to try to get the doors unlocked for her and everything. We just get a really, I will call it sort of a traditional cat and mouse type story where she is systematically trying to get out of these unique situations. And what's interesting is everything keeps topping itself. Like you think you've seen the most intense thing you're, you're going to see on screen. You see some pretty brutal deaths, but things keep topping themselves. Oh, even to the very end, you're like, wow, well... I didn't see that coming quite like that. <laughs> Want to give a, a a mention, an honorable mention to Adam Brody in this movie. He plays the brother. Yes. And he is really good in this film. He's he's sort of the guy that knows the family secrets, doesn't know if he 100% believes it, because what are we talking about? We're, basically, this family has made a deal with this ghost. Well, the devil, the they devil, say. The devil, essentially, to, that they will be able to maintain their wealth, they'll be able to maintain their power. But every once in a while, they have to sacrifice someone. And that is what's happening with Grace. Grace has to be the one that gets sacrificed. It has a lot of shades of, I was mentioning to this after we left the theater, it has a lot of shades of Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Like in Cabin in the Woods, that's a, that's a stay tuned for the Dana Buckler show. That's like, a great uh, we, movie. We have to talk about that. But that movie is all about, they have to sacrifice, there has to be a sacrifice right. or the world's going to end. It's just part of the way that, you know, I guess that's the way it goes. But, you know, uh-huh. I, so... Adam Brody, I think, does a great job with that character. And in the very beginning, they mention how he's an alcoholic and he's this mess. So right off the bat, you're almost expecting him to be a mess. But you realize very quickly, I think, in that movie, his character is an alcoholic and a mess and a drunk, but not in the way that you would expect from watching the trailer of the movie. No. Like, he is the, the sane one, and that's probably why he's drinking himself he, into an early grave. Because he's, he knows what's going on. He doesn't like he doesn't like it. He's no. not happy with it. He does not he doesn't feel like he's in a great situation. And I think, you know, obviously Andy McDowell plays the mom. She does such a great job of being warm and loving. So you have Adam Brody 
the brother and he's playing Daniel and you have Mark O'Brien playing Alex and you can tell that both of these two boys have a very warm a warmness to them that the other people in the family just don't have. And they're brothers. And in the very beginning of the movie, of course, you see them playing the game and one's trying to help the other one out. It almost seems like they're trying at a very young age to learn how to outwit the game itself. So if they ever had to go through this, that they knew how to help each other. Like you get that sense in the very beginning and you don't fully realize what's happening until the end. But those are two boys that love each other and want to help each other. And yeah. then you have the complete opposite of the other two little boys that are their sister's kids who, you you know, when it comes to that moment in the barn, you uh, you don't anticipate that that little boy is going to do something awful. And he does. And, and that's just not how the movie started. And you realize how different those two brothers are from the other two little boys in the movie. And there's a line in the movie where early on in the wedding where they talk about how Alex, he, he, he disappeared from the family for a while. Like Grace brought him back and Andy McDowell is so thankful that you brought Alex back. So. Well, because all Grace wanted was a family. You know, she was raised in foster homes and she didn't have much of a family of her own. And she doesn't care as much. And you can very clearly see that she cares more about having a family than she cares about the money. And it would have been any family. If she had fallen in love with a man that was poor and had a, and had a family, I mean, she would have probably felt exactly the same way. You don't get a sense of grandiose of her in any way. Her wedding dress is so simple. Her hair is simple. Her, her, her bouquet. Sho- her shoes were converse. Well, you know. Uh, her shoes were converse when she needed to be quick on yeah. her feet, but and and they should be. Mine are too. But she had even just everything about it was very simple. Nothing was extravagant. You could tell that this is a woman that valued more in in the things that aren't monetarily valued. So you can just tell that she cares so much more about the things in life that truly matter. And the most important things in life aren't things. And you can see that by how simple she is. And, a, and another thing about her character, like, as all this batshit crazy stuff is happening to her, she's getting stronger. Like, she's mentally getting stronger. Like, she is a survivor. And, oh, and they, they portray her so well with that, because yeah. everything that happens, you can see that she is very educated in her decisions to defend herself. She makes very wise choices when it comes to where to hide, what to do, what to grab, how to defend herself. Like, she's an educated, intelligent young woman who stands on her own and protects herself. It's beautifully portrayed. In there's, there's a great scene in the movie where... She takes basically what a best it could be described as an elephant gun off the wall with the, with the big giant bullets, kind of, just kind of like in the movie Tremors. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a, there's a great scene where she's in the kitchen and the butler's in there and she's trying to quietly load the gun and, and it's, it's very, very tense. And then she, she's got the gun loaded and she's low and, and you're letting, she's pointing it at him and you're like, this weapon will blow this man in two and it'll blow a hole in the wall behind it it'll blow, and because but what's great about the mo- again what's great about this movie is so many times you think about what would i do and she's standing by this door that's not that's locked it's electronically locked but she's got an elephant gun in her hand and you're like well just shoot the door and then you see her pull, i'm like yes yeah. shoot the door so the best part and you're totally touching on this for me but the best part is Unlike, and I love horror movies, Dana. You know this about me. Unlike most horror movies where I'm looking at the girl going, why are you running up the stairs? This time I was like, yes, I would do that too. The whole time. This is a- I love that because she she took charge of her own destiny and she did it in the smartest way possible. And the woman in this movie was the strongest character and came out on top, of course. But man, it was good. And I love to watch a movie where she made educated decisions because, you know, 
That's you want to see that. I want to see that. In 2019, that's what we need. We need a story like this. We because you know, like I love horror, horror as well. But we don't want to see the damsel in distress, no. you know, trying to just barely escape. Like the evolution of Grace's character in this movie is spectacular. Again, throughout the course of the movie, you just keep seeing her and she she keeps making progressions. Like she gets out of the house and she gets into the goat barn of all things, which is a... a well, they are devil worshippers. So. Yeah, you really... But you're starting to put this together. Like this is a family that is really effed up. Like they're, they're crazy. But their interactions with each other are so interesting because it's their... They're accidentally killing the wrong people, and they're just like, "Ah, oh, all right, we'll flip a coin. Who, who's going to carry the heads, head, or heads or tails? Who's carrying the head? Like Ugh. they're they're sadistic, but they're family. Do you know what I mean? Like no one's like no one's saying you've ruined everything for us by killing the wrong person. Like, all right, well, well let's deal with this. You know, well, that's why they have three nannies. Apparently, they're casualties of had three nannies. <laughs> had is the key, three, is the key. and each one of them is systematically killed off in a crazy way. And <sighs> there's a great scene where one of the one of the family members he's got this crossbow, and it's like from the 1800s or something. And he's like, he's like, I don't even know how to use this. And you see a scene where he's on his phone on YouTube <laughs> with some some guys teaching him how to use a crossbow. That's like, a hilarious part. There are some really good comedic. Yeah. I mean, the comedy, the dark comedy is really good in this movie. Like, it's this, done well. This movie, this movie's got some great horror elements. It's got some great comedy. The ending goes all in because there's <laughs> there's sort of this running thing within the family where the father is so adamant that if we don't, if we don't do this sacrifice, we are all going to die. And the kids are kind of starting to question him. Like, maybe that's not true. Maybe that's maybe it's this is in your mind because they've never seen it in their lifetime. They, they've never seen it. The only person that's seen it is the crazy aunt. We haven't talked about her yet. Like. Oh, she's a trip. She reminds me of the um, that one character on Monsters Inc. The lady that is in charge of all the files and stuff. Yeah, that's a good one. That's you know, exactly. that's her, but in a skinnier, like a small, petite little. And we learn, we learn that in that the cold open of the movie where you see the kids trying to hide. And it, you realize that the last time there was a game of hide and seek, it was the aunt. It was it was on her wedding night, and her husband was ultimately killed. And she's obviously become very bitter and jaded, but understands because she saw it for her own eyes that this is real and this is this is something that we really have to do. But the kids are not buying it. They're just like, there's no chance. And and again, Grace goes through all these different scenarios. She gets out of the house. She gets into the barn. She gets out of the barn. She gets into the woods. And you genuinely think she's. Maybe she's going to get away, but that butler who's after her, he is adamant about finding her. And there's. He's a good butler, I guess. He is. And <laughs> by the end of the movie, you know, she's about to be sacrificed. We, we, we find out that Alex. Like, like three times she's like that. about to be sacrificed. Like they really did. Like. And Adam Brody turns out to be, try to be a good guy in this situation and he ends up getting killed. Bottom line is that this movie could have ended a couple different ways. You genuinely think that Dawn comes, she survives. And nothing happens to them at first. No, it takes a minute. And then one by one, it's the greatest thing. Like, like I think you and I looked at each other like, what? Holy they smokes. Just, how do you describe it? They just blow up. They, yeah, they. Just, they and, but, but it's not like they disappear. Like, they literally just are blown to pieces. Yeah, it looks like somebody set off a time bomb inside of each one of them. And it just, it exploded all over the room. And, and, and this woman, Grace, I mean, is standing there like. And she's literally getting <laughs> fragments what do you of do? everybody who's exploding. is Like, fragments of her. Like, she is covered. Well, and I think, okay, so clearly this is an ending that is like, okay. Like, it's. 
no one is going to come out of that like ever okay. But you have a woman that you know a little bit about her backstory. She's been through a lot in her life already. And she was raised in foster homes. She had it rough growing up. And who knows? I think that maybe in a way that could have prepared her to deal with anything. Yeah. And maybe that's why she was such a strong character is because she had had to overcome so many things in her own life leading up to this point that she's educated in self-defense and self-preservation and i think that that you know you walk her you watch her walk out of the house as it's on fire as well and body parts all over her and everything i mean she has been through it all and she sits down on those steps and she's mindful enough to pick up the antique cigarette holder that andy mcdowell's you know the mom had had bring that with her because of all the moments like yeah i bet she needs a fucking cigarette right now <laughs> i mean i'm sure whiz. i would too <laughs> wow i'm sure i would too. and she just sits down on the steps and it's clear that she's in complete and utter you know, i mean traumatic stress whatever i mean she's just what do you do what i mean how do, where do you go from there and i just want to say like for the listeners out there like i really enjoyed this movie like i had a lot of fun with this film when we go to the theater we're, we're trying to see original stories we're not trying to see yeah i, I mean, love that it was original and there are shades of other movies in this i was mentioning to you that this movie kind of reminds me of a, a great movie that came out six seven years ago called you're next which i think is a really fun very kind of very similar in style but a different premise i've not seen that um, but overall like i really liked this movie and again it comes in at like 92 minutes it gets in, gets out, you know, you're entertained and, you know, you're not sitting there for two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes. So... No, I think it was very well done. I think that it was f just funny enough to where it you still were scared. You still knew it was a, a thriller and a horror and it was still dark comedy and funny. And Samara Weaving is such a talented actress. And I yeah. think that she's fun. She's funny and the way that she delivers a line is impeccable. I yep. think she is excellent. So, in closing, we have a, a rating system where we have, how many hooks would you give this? Five being a great white, one being a worm on a hook. What would you give 2019's Ready or Not? I give it a three. three I think it's a three. Three out of five? Yeah, yeah three out of five. Which uh, I want listeners to understand, like, to us, that's, that's a, very good. That's an above average score. That it's, means it's an above average It's movie. extremely enjoyable and entertaining. I want to watch it again. Yeah. It's I, a movie I would watch again. It's very entertaining. And, you know, like I said, I mean, in the spirit of that that other movie that she did, The Babysitter, like, it's very well done. It's original. And it's fun to watch. I had a good time watching this movie. I'm going to give it three and a half out of five. You know, I know that we both gave, last time we talked, we both gave scary stories to tell in the dark. And, uh, you know, I gave that a three and I stand by that. That's, that's again, three is above average. That's an above average film for us. But I would say I enjoyed this movie more. I had a better time with this movie. I had a lot of fun with this movie. And I like a good old fashioned R rated movie because we don't get that many of them in the theater. So I really, really love this movie and I really recommend it to everybody if you're in the mood just to have a good time. It is such a good time. No, it's a great movie. I, I can't wait to see it again, actually. So, excellent. All right. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Kristen on Twitter at Floss Hair. You can follow me on Twitter at Dana Buckler. You can follow the show on Twitter at Dana Buckler Show. You can follow us on Instagram at the Dana Buckler Show. You can email the show with questions or comments at the Dana Buckler Show at gmail.com. And of course, you can check out our website, the Dana Buckler Show.com. So, Kristen, thank you as always for doing these episodes with me. Well, thank you for having me. It's always fun. And we've got many more planned out. So, listeners, <laughs> stay tuned. So, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. And my name is Dana Buckler, and thank you so much for listening.